Hello and welcome to another episode of Your Communities, Your Stories with me, Miss B. In this episode, we speak to Comfort Arthur, who became the first Ghanaian in 16 years to win an Africa Movie Academy Awards, popularly known as the AMA Awards, in the Best Animation category for her web series, I'm Living in Ghana, Get Me Out of Here. This seven-episode animation series explores the real-life experiences of Comfort when she moved from London to Accra. The series documents her frustrations in a humorous way, such as negotiating taxi fares, getting a hairstyle she never asked for from the hairdressers, not to mention dating disasters. She talks to us about this and how she developed I'm Living in Ghana, Get Me Out of Here with the help of family and friends. So yes, my sister, she's a brilliant actress. She's working on my next project as a voice actress. And I got her to do this project. And every time I was working on the animation, I just couldn't stop laughing because Mm. of the way she just brought the character to life. It was great to do it with her. And and we used limited budget. So I had to build a sound booth in our house. And Mm. I I had another friend of mine, Nana Rusu, a friend that I've known for like 18, 19 years. And he has been there from day one supporting my creative journey. And I got him to do the taxi driver and some other characters. And he's not a trained actor, but I trusted him because I knew that in the past when I've got him to do different voice act stuff, he's done really well with it. So mm-hmm. I got him and I got another friend of mine, Gina Castle, who's a great actress in Ghana. And she was she did so many different voices. She played a, a child. She played the hairdresser. So it was a great team and it was a blessing to give some people that haven't done voice acting before the opportunity to do it. Did she think she'd win the AMA? She tells us more. For me, I thought we weren't going to win. It was my sister who forced me to submit to the festival. I wasn't going to submit. I've, I've submitted about four other films and I never won. So it was a big shock that we won. I think it was 1 a.m., and I was sitting in the house and I was like, oh, it's the AMA Awards last. Oh, I don't even know. And I checked it and then it said, winner, living in Ghana, get me out of here. I was like, what? And I was surprised because the films that I was against were 3D films and all these films that have won festivals around the world. And I'm a festival curator, so meaning I'm a festival programmer myself. So some of these films, I've already seen them. I've already put them in festivals. So I knew films that have won have been 3D stuff or really, let me put in quote, Disney style animations. Mm -hmm. So I had no idea that the jury would love this film. But then again, and as I always teach my students, because I also teach animation, I tell them that it's not just technique, but it's also your storytelling skills and mm. how you tell a story also matters. You know, um, my um, living in Ghana is similar to something like South Park, Cry Cruise sort of cutout style animation. If we look at South Park, it's not amazing Disney style animation, but in terms of storytelling and in terms of narrative, South Park is extremely funny and there's great storytelling. So. I've always been good at telling stories from when I was at uni. And Mm. so storytelling has always been my strength. And when it comes to animation, I've always seen animation as the tool 
for me to depict my stories and I haven't been so fussed in making it Disney or stuff like that. And with Black Barbie, again, it's quite arty and quite experimental animation techniques that I use. But my latest film projects that I'm working on, it's, yeah. it's still going to be cut out, but it's going to have that fluidity that a lot of audiences love. So I've been commissioned by Comrade Relief to make a short animation about malaria. Okay. So I'm working with a team. And it's quite interesting because we're all over the world. I've brought my producers in a different part. is not in the UK currently. Mm. And the animators that I'm working with is in a different part. So we're all coming together in a crazy way to do this, which is quite interesting. It's interesting. This whole lockdown has given us the opportunity to work remotely, but still be able to make animation. So I'm working on that. And then I'm also working on another personal film that has been taking three years to come into realisation, but we've had to, we're still looking for funding, but um, I had the opportunity to pitch the idea at Anesty in France, um, well, remotely last year, which was great. So that's projects about mental health in the Black community. So I'm working on that as well. So it's um, it's a mix of animation and live action. In this part, Comfort tells us about I'm living in Ghana, get me out of here and the prospects for a season two. You know what? I mean, I've had loads of people ask me, when's the second series coming? And every time I'm like, yeah, it's coming. Something else gets into the way of things because we've written the scripts. The scripts are all there, which is it's they're hilarious. Mm. But it's just just getting it done. So hopefully by the end of the year, but definitely there should be season two out. It's been screened at festivals in Ghana and it's also been screened in Nigeria as well. And the reactions have been great. I, I get the same vibe from everyone. You know, when are the next episodes coming? Oh, it's too short. Oh, why is it only four minutes? We want some more. But I feel like with living in Ghana, it's better as a short rather than a, a full on 30 minute animation. But it could be developed, you know, it, it, I mean, we've got the character Comfort, you know, myself, and uh, we've got other characters around, which it could actually be developed into what we call a long TV series about this character. I don't know if you know this animated show years ago in the 90s called Ponlai. It was Candy Guard, who I'm, I'm heavily influenced by in terms of how she tells stories and how my work is. If you, watch, if you look at Candy Guard and you look at, living in Ghana you can actually see similarities and in terms of storytelling and how I depict things and how I comment my commentary on things similar to I I loved Candy Guard growing up one of her animations were quite simple in in terms of drawing but in terms of storytelling and narrative brilliant in terms of commenting on women experiences and so I could literally see living in Ghana being developed into a longer version as an animated sitcom but then I have to develop more characters into the into the show and recurring characters and make it it would now not become a documentary of my experience but it'll become a bit more fictional mm-hmm. and we'll have to now add more characters and make it more fictional as opposed to being stories that are true. Comfort is a prolific animator known for producing content on hard-hitting social issues such as sexual abuse and harassment and female reproductive health, among other topics. 
She recently created an animated film and picture book for children called Black Barbie, which explores and challenges Western beauty standards. In this part, Comfort shares her personal experience of what inspired Black Barbie. Yeah, so with Black Barbie, it came from a poem that I wrote for my little cousin because she was having um she she's very dark skin in complexion similar to my darker than my tone in fact mm. and uh, one day I was getting my hair braided and she came uh, with my other cousin who's very fair has quite you know European features you know in terms of pointy nose and mm. it's quite slim and so when they came to visit me the hairdresser stopped and started looking at the fair skin, my fair skin cousin, and was like, oh, she, oh no, who you fair? And I was like, ah. so I said to the lady, auntie, so you see two, my two cousins have come and you not say that both of them are pretty and you just looked at the, the lighter skin cousin of mine and said she was pretty. Why was that? And up to date, she couldn't answer that. She couldn't give me a justifiable answer as to why she just stopped and started praising my lighter cousin. Mm. And I could see on my darker cousin's face the upset and disappointment and feeling out of place. So when they were going home, she came to me, my cousin, the dark cousin, and she said, Sister Comfort. I was like, yeah. And she said, Comfort, I hate my skin. I want to be light like my sister. I'm going to start bleaching. I want to bleach. And I was like, what on earth? Why would you want to do that? Mm. And then I stopped for a second. And then I remembered my own experience when I was growing up and how I wasn't comfortable being dark. Mm. And at a time in my life when I didn't like being chocolate skin. And I, because I had two sisters too that were not necessarily as, you know, lighter as my cousin, but they were light. Mm. And when we used to go to Ghana, they used to get noticed more than me. And I I'd started, all of that started coming back, you know, all of that, all of those feelings. And I remembered. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to write something to you. And so I wrote a poem, the poem Black Barbie yeah. for her. And I gave it to her and said, this is my story. Read this. And ever since then, it's boosted her confidence. Yeah. And so I realized I, I, I had just finished doing my second short film called Imagine, which was about the Chipotle girls that had been kidnapped. It was a poetry mm. animation. And I was figuring out what next to do. And I looked at my poem. I was like, hang on, this is a powerful piece. Why not make this into a short film? Mm. And so I made Black Barbie and I took it to film festivals. And I didn't realize that it would get, and so much people would appreciate it and get into so many film festivals. Since then, it's just been in you know, uncountable film festivals, you know. I've just recently turned it into a children's picture book, which is it's out now and been great. It's been a great journey for this project because there's been so much lack of representation for black children and yeah. to turn it into a children's book was ideal. There's a whole lot of discussion now about colorism and about yeah. representation. And so it was the best time for me to make it into a children's book. We find out how award-winning actress Amakea Bebrasser came to do the voiceover for the Black Barbie animation. Uh, I met Amma when I was working on the Curse One set. So I knew Amma. Yeah, 
I knew Amma before and Amma's lovely. And um, why I chose Amma was because she already had a campaign about skin bleaching. I love my skin. Mm. So she was perfect to read it. And I thought that it would be ideal for someone that is already campaigning about skin bleaching. She should be the voice of film. And she spoke it so beautifully and, and her acting was great. And she, she's so professional and it was great working with her. I wish I could work with her again. I just don't have a project yet for her. I, mean, I love Amma. She's such a professional and she's so humble. And I've been so grateful she's promoted this project and she's been so supportive of um, Black Barbie. And it was the icing on the cake to have Amma, you know, voice, do the voiceover for this yeah. film. Comfort talks about whether people's perceptions of colorism have shifted as a result of her animation. Skin bleaching is a gender thing. It's not just a, wo- a woman thing. I've had one opportunity to go with Amma. We went to Kumasi and bless Amma. She has her whole campaign and she travels to different universities and schools in, in around Ghana. And I was invited to want and to showcase Black Barbie. And we had a lot of boys asking questions about skin bleaching and boys talking about not being comfortable in the skin that they are in. And a lot of people assume that skin bleaching is a woman thing, but a lot of guys are doing it secretly as well. And a lot of people think it's a black thing when doing Black Barbie made me realise that it is a, it's a problem in so many different countries in Asia, doing Black Barbie in Dubai. And I had young girls coming to me saying that they've tried skin bleaching products. It's a problem in Asian countries as well. So you get festivals in different parts of the world saying that they want this film because they want to educate younger kids, you know, talk about colorism. I I can see it with my little cousin. She's Mm. proud. I don't know. I can't say for everybody outside because, but I see, I mean, even in Ghana now, a lot of young girls are embracing their natural hair because the film Black Barbie doesn't just cover colorism. It talks about hair as well. It also addressed um, accepting your natural hair because, uh, you know, a lot of us black women, we've spent years having people talk about our hair. You know, Mm. our hair, there's a political statement behind our hair. And so I I address all of that in Black Barbie. And I I now when I go around in Ghana, when I see a dark skinned girl that I will always, or even a light skinned girl, oh yeah, you're pretty, you know, or if I see a young girl rocking her natural hair, I'm the first to say, wow, I love your natural hair, you know. Because we don't hear that a lot, us, especially us black women. We don't hear the words, oh, you've got pretty skin. Your skin's beautiful. We don't hear it, especially chocolate skin girls, darker skin complexion, complexed girls, you know. And so that's why it's really important that we affirm this a lot. And that's why it's important we have these films coming out with rep- representation of our own on screens. Is her work always serious? She explains further. You, the funny thing is a lot of people assume that um, my work is always serious because of Black Barbie. One thing they don't realise, comedy is a tool that I use most of the time to talk about sensitive issues. But with Black Barbie, I didn't want to go down that route. The comedy comes naturally to me telling comic stories and the project I'm working on with mental health, mm. humour is what we're going to use to talk about a, a heavy subject like depression and anxiety in the black community. Comfort talks about her work in trying to train the next generation of animators. So since last year, um, 
I've been working with an organisation called Ladima, which is set in Lagos, which is a Ladima Film Academy, which is a, a film academy that is trying to teach more young African women filmmaking. So I'm one of the instructors and I will be teaching animation to young women. And last year, I, they flew me to Nigeria and I did a workshop with about nine women. I taught them stop motion animation, gave them an introduction to animation. And yeah. If you're an animator and you're looking for some advice, here are some words from Comfort. First thing is don't give up that's my line I always say don't give up and it's, it's, it sounds cliche but especially animation it can become very overwhelming especially this industry how to get your feet into the door it can become quite overwhelming and I, I always say to people don't give up because and I always use my story how, how I got to where I am now if you're good at something and you've got talent and you want to get into animation there's so many ways I mean, do a graduate course. There's always online courses now that are there that you can get the skills to becoming a professional animator, um, skill shares, so many things. So I would, um, even YouTube, there are so many people teaching animation through YouTube. So I just, I will advise people to start researching and looking into things like that if they want to become knowledgeable in animation. And also, Try and get some experience. I think experience is very important. If you want to get your foot into the door, get some experience by, I mean, get an internship in um, an animation firm, just probably being a colorist or something like that. So I would say get an internship because experience is important. University has taught me that you can get the degree, you can be as good as you are, but if you don't have experience, it's going to be quite tough. So I always tell young people get experience even if you are the most talented drawer talented animator get some sort of experience okay so if you want to check out my work you can check out my work on my website which is www.thecomfystudios.com and if you want to see my work on other social media platforms you can follow me people can follow me on instagram which is lady underscore comfy and you'll see this giant green monster or whatever it is which with a <laughs> face covering which is um my self-portrait oh, and wow. you can put... <laughs> you're a monster, that was a project i did well no um i did a project years ago called social media zombies about how it was an illustration project about how society had we become social media zombies where everybody is just always on their phones communication has gone down the way we communicate now is on our phone so you can go you can look at that work on my website um social media zombies and and yeah so that so that was just an illustration of myself as one of those social media zombies mm -hmm. and then you can follow me on twitter at comfort Arthur and facebook is comfort Arthur as well you know oh. we love what you do so thank you thank so you much for doing it yeah thank you so much Avril. Thank you for listening to this episode hosted by Miss B Writes for Acadie magazine. The music in this episode is called Infitiasi or Genesis and is created exclusively for Acadie magazine and Miss B Writes by percussionist Eric Owusu aka King Owusu and producer Nia Tom Sabag. 
For more content like this, visit www.academagazine.com and msbwrites.co.uk. Thank you.